Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence for the WIBR Warren Radio Network through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on USA.live, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You'll also find us through the following streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us as your interaction helps. And don't miss the following posts on the, on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America taking the kingdom away. There are those powers in this nation that are enemies of the way, of our way of life, our constitution and our bill of rights. In addition, they push a race war of all wars within this country. All of this is occurring because of blatant sin. Also, American truth of men, donkeys, and elephants. Where do we find the truth? The Lord warned us of deception and deceivers. For American deceit is practiced and has been in practice and shaded as the truth. The latest posts on warn-usa.com Advancing Christ's Gospel on Classic Warn Radio brings you the real struggle of life and death overseas for many Christians. Also, you can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com. They're available 24-7 for listening and downloading. And for the latest posts on Dana Glenn Smith, don't miss Visions of Sugar Plums and Socialism. Socialist dreams, visions of Socialist dream visions of sugar plums are dancing in their minds of many people in our government who support the nonsense which we have witnessed. And news from the field, this is from a a report on our show and how it is doing in Apple Podcast in Saudi Arabia. And it's from podstatus.com. Your podcast, Visions, Faith, and Persecution Church has good performance in Apple Podcast. It's um, in the last 30 days, it's in position 35 in the category Christian Christianity in Saudi Arabia. So that's pretty exciting. And you can go to DanaGlennSmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. 
And also visit our Christian books and resource shop on DanaGlennSmith.com where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Visions Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. It's been hot today, but we've got cooler weather coming. For the next five days. We're excited. Woohoo! Yeah. Of course, in the winter, this would be hot weather. You know, the stuff coming. Yeah. But yes, there, there's, a, there's a lot of this hot weather along, you know, all over the place. But at any rate... <clears throat> Glad you joined us, and we've got another edition of Advocacy for the Persecuted Church. You know, some time ago, not too long ago, um, came a story out of Mozambique, and uh, independent Catholic news covered it. ICC picked it up and that's where we found it. Now Father Fonseca he's a priest in Mozambique and he focuses his ministry on helping families displaced by jihadist violence. And he was in an interview to aid to the church in need, ACN. You know, it's hard to believe, Tower, how many different aid agencies and and agencies there are to try to help with the need out there. Oh, I know. Thank God they're all there. But he talks about a nun that had been kidnapped by terrorists and uh, we read all the time how various jihadists just kill whoever they want to. Yeah. And he says Sister Eliane, or Elaine, that's what it looks like, but it's spelled differently, was held for 24 days by the terrorists. And uh, she begged, you know, fought the father, uh, Padre Fonseca, she said, Please don't forget the people who have been abducted, above all the children and adolescents who are being trained to become terrorists. And see, many years ago, this was a big deal in Africa. We, we, I did some stories on this and did some shows on this where they were taking the boys. Remember that? And I they do. they were training them to fight. I remember that. That is so tragic. Well, she warns 
and uh, that uh, the boys are trained to fight in their ranks and the girls are raped and forced to become married. No. That is so horrible. That's... I just can't imagine the wickedness. Well, you know, the perfect justice is a bullet to the head for these guys. But only the Lord, the Lord himself said that vengeance is mine. One day, you know, I mean, there's no way we can adequately give justice for what they're doing. But the Lord God can. Yes, he will. And he will. And he will hold them accountable for all eternity for what they're doing. That's right. And they're following the devil. And whenever you do that, you're going to wind up with the devil's reward. You ain't going to like it. Nope. That is for sure and for certain. Now, the Padre goes on to describe a jihadist attack. And this is another story. And he talked about Mina. They found her at home with her husband, her brother, and her four children. And he he said, these guys told her that we're going to take these two boys. In the end, they took three boys, age 14, 12, and 10. She is forced to watch as they cut the throats of her husband and her brother. Not only that, but her own little girl of two or three years old witnessed the murders. That is horrible. And he goes on to say, I believe the object is radicalization. And he shared his concern that the children would likely convert to Islam. We are talking of children and young people who were torn from their homes last year or a year before. It's a long time to be in contact with evil, and one ends up assimilating this evil. That's true. Interacting with them can end up converting them into the worst kind of terrorists. That is very true. Now, and that age, 14, 12, and 10, yeah, that's where you're, they're easily converted at those ages. Since 2017, there have been over 1,300 civilian deaths. And it's all attributed to Islamic extremism. And we've talked about the jihadists many times. And if, if you look in the world today, where the wars are and the violence, a majority of the violence, especially in Africa, is due to Islamic jihadists. But they're not the only ones, because you've got government-sponsored uh, stuff going on, like in North Korea, the way they treat Christians, China, the way they treat Christians and Uyghurs. Uh, you can get down into India and the radical Hindus, and, and of course, get back in Pakistan, you got radical Islamists. So you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on here. And so remember, remember these people. Remember these areas. It's not going to get solved anytime soon. We are in this time of the end. I'm convinced of that. I've been watching this for over two decades. And uh, 
Now, you know, Scripture doesn't lay out the way a lot of people think that, uh, you know, there's only going to be a short time of tribulation or whatever. We've been trained for a seven-year tribulation. Well, i got news for you. I've been counting. And it's been over two decades now where we've counted a lot of this stuff going on. I remember when it began, and David Wilkerson began talking about it, and that's been a long, long time ago. Well, you know, it's been more than seven years for these people overseas that are going through these situations like we've been talking about over the last several years. Well, yeah, yeah. How long was Leah Sherbu? She's been in prison, I think. Um, Four years? Three? Uh, three at least. I think three. Yeah, I think you're right. And so, remember that. Now, we do have... You know, we see this all over. And this particular one comes out of Vietnam from persecution.org. And... Uh, Den Diem was born in the Sun Ha district in Vietnam. And in 1968, he became a believer, a Christian. And his family has four sons, and he was the youngest. And not just him, but all of his brothers are pastors and members of the Evangelical Church of Vietnam. So th that's quite a fruitful family. They all went into the pastorate. Yeah, that's exciting. And Din uh, became a pastor of the Lutheran Union Church. The pastor before that was imprisoned in 2012 and sought refuge in the United States in 2017. And this other guy who was no longer around then took over for him. And the government had a planned repression or oppression or persecution of that church where he was pastoring. Now we see this in a lot of these state-sponsored persecution of Christians. You know, North Korea, you don't even get to the church. Uh, uh, China, you know, they did allow churches and now they've got to be state-sponsored and there's a reason why a lot of the pastors won't become state-sponsored. But they can't speak the truth in them. No. No, they can't. <clears throat> I mean, you know, that that's where the issue is. And so the pastor here was s sentenced to 16 years in prison for activities of opposing the Socialist Republic of Vietnam. And this is so irritating because I see people, you know, doing various shows that are um, headlined by 
various networks and they go to Vietnam and they show you how independent and wonderful it is. Right. They don't tell you about the persecution of Christians. No. But it's going on. And uh, his brother now said didn't uh, didn't do anything to rebel against the government, but they arrested him and accused him of acting against the state. Now, that same kind of thing we see in India and Pakistan and other places. If they don't like you, they'll just come up with something. That's right. And it kind of reminds me of America the way it's going now. If they hate you enough, they will find something. This is true. And this is going on in America, and it's been going on against uh, President Trump. And uh, New York is the one that is doing it. They're all liberal, and they hate him. So this is all signs of communism, Marxism. This is sign that, and we have a lot of liberal Democrats that are doing this kind of junk. So this ain't good, and uh, so we have Dan, who is in jail now, replacing the other pastor, who is gone, and he has other brothers that are pastoring but because Den stepped in to help this church they targeted him and uh, his wife takes care of their 18 year old daughter who happens to be have mental disabilities and they have a 14 year old son still in school but the daughter, not too long ago, had a heart attack and almost died. And she was diagnosed as having heart disease. And uh, they were going to operate on her heart. She has no idea how she's going to pay for the cost of the surgery. Now, you know, you can look at this and you can say, an old saying we have is, when it rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. And it's pouring on this poor family enough. We don't know these people, but you need to pray for these people. Father, Amen. in Jesus' name, make a way for Pastor Dan Diem and his wife and his 18-year-old daughter and their 14-year-old son and all the brothers who are pastoring in Vietnam. You know this story. You know who they are. Make a way for them. Help them to pay for the cost of the surgery. Help them to, uh, to take care of the needs of this daughter, the needs of the wife, and the needs of the son. And deliver Dien Diem out of jail. Father, undertake in Jesus' name we ask. Have mercy in this. Amen. Don't allow, Lord, the Vietnamese government to oppress. Don't allow individuals to continue to lie and steal from this man his freedom and his family he just wants to get your gospel out wants to minister father make a way in Jesus name 
And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the principalities and powers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, from interfering in this prayer. Father, send your warrior angels into the midst of this and deliver them and keep them safe, in Jesus' name. Amen, I agree. If you agree with that prayer, you say you agree and you pray that. Pray for them. And pray for others here. This is real lives. And, you know, it, it gets tiring to see so much of it. You know? It does. It really does. And every week we we report on it, and just more and more, it's disturbing. So at any rate, we're going to leave Vietnam. We have another one, and Tower is going to do this one. Are you ready? Yes. This is finding the true God. It comes to us from CBN. And it's about a young lady named Hadiah. And when she was young, her parents immigrated from Iran to the U.S. in search of the American dream. They found it. And she grew up among the wealth and opulence of Beverly Hills, but she says it wasn't enough. She said it was never fulfilling. She actually felt guilty about having what the world would describe as just about everything, and yet being sad. She, and she wondered what the space in her heart that made her feel empty was she wondered what that was for and she said in islam god is not a father he's the ultimate judge and he sits apart from us judging absolutely every single thing we do <clears throat> and while she was in college she hoped that religion would fill the void and her dad pushed her to islam and her boyfriend took her to the local mosque but that was an extreme mosque and they were um involved with uh, politics and talked about turning America into a nation, a Muslim nation, and they were very, very anti-Semitic. And she thought, she said it was terrible and she didn't want anything to do with that. And she said, if this is religion, I want nothing to do with this. And she was repulsed by that. And so she joined a different mosque or different branch of the Islam called Sufism. And I'd, I'd never heard of that. It's a mix, mystical practice in Islam, which, all, which is all about love and harmony and finding a personal relationship with God. And she thought, oh, this is perfect. This is where I can find peace in a relationship with God. And she went to law school and began re reporting on Muslim extremism and her work letter to the FBI and a career working with government agencies combating terrorism. She thought it was a natural fit for her, and in these communities she studied them and worked against extremism at the same time, and she felt like she was really contributing to my country and to my faith. She got married, had a daughter, and for years Hadiah maintained a strict adherence to Islamic law. She said it was a never-ending attempt to control your fleshly desires and your behavior in an effort to draw closer to God. 
You were always afraid of what he was going to judge you about. And it's. she said it was not about love at all. You're, you were constantly praying to a God that didn't answer you. So in her frustration, she gave, where um, Islam gave her no assurance, she said, what they were telling me, the most important goal in my life, I didn't know if I was ever going to achieve, and that weighed on her extremely. And uh, as she grew older and her daughter grew older, the heaviness was intolerable. So after 22 years in Islam, she took off her head covering, <clears throat> excuse me, and they, the imam told her she was going to hang for eternity by her hair in hellfire because she had uncovered herself. So despite the uncertainty of not being promised salvation, she um, decided to leave because this was unacceptable. She said it was devastating. She had no bearings underneath her. And she longed to have God in her life. And while online, she watched a video of a Christian pastor who spoke about having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. She was moved and confused. And so after, in an act to find God, she was on her knees in the ritual form of Islam with her head on the ground and she was just crying and saying can you please reveal yourself to me I am so utterly confused on who you are and it was in those simple prayers that she heard the audible voice of Christ and he said Hadiah it's me and it was extraordinary and to this day she can tell you it as if it happened yesterday and she knew she would never be the same. So she started watching the pastor online and reading the Bible. And the Bible came alive to her as the Quran never did. She could hear God speak to her using his word. And Quran is an example of why the Quran was not correct and why the word in the Bible was true. And she got to a point where she was had to accept Jesus as Lord she accepted him and saved him or say she was accepted him she was saved and she heard him say daughter you don't have to be afraid anymore so she was baptized at the church that she had been watching and she says she catches herself at times when she is struggling where she hears god say daughter just walk with me and it's his way of telling her not to be afraid, that he has plans to prosper her and not harm her, to give goodness to her life, and her life to be filled with love and joy, and not to be afraid. And so she share, likes to share her journey about receiving love of God through Jesus and reaching out to others who long for him. She said he's been with her the whole time. I think that's amazing. I'm glad that she was delivered out of that. Well, it is a great story, and that is Sufi Islam. Sufi. It says Sufism. Yeah. Sufi. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's out there. Hmm. And uh, they also get oppressed and have some 
the only thing I've now in America I've actually met a number of uh, professional Muslims <coughs> and uh, you know you know and have gotten along real well with them this is in a business type thing here but uh, it just everything's different today it sure is from missions network news online comes an article about India and we've discussed about um, the laws that they try to do and they do them through the independent states that they have there and some time ago we had covered it from the standpoint of uh, Modi who had wanted the individual states there to make the laws and so here's another one and uh, they have put a law targeting religious minorities and uh, they want to put together an anti-conversion amendment and of course the state here that is doing this is where the present Prime Minister Modi it's his home state Modi is also the leader of the BJB party which is a pro-Hindu it's a Hindu nationalist um, party and the Hindu nationalists want to get rid of all Christians and all Muslims out of their country uh, now we have repeated a quote from the news on this some time ago where they had targeted December of 2021 to do that but right. with COVID and a lot of other things they're probably having a little bit of problem and see the the problem of it is is being uh, con the concern is that they will roll this thing out nationally but see as i said uh, and i remember the story modi was saying uh doing it he wanted the states to do it but the article talks about the fact that they're worried that they'll they will have some kind of an agenda to push it state after state And so they've already put a law in there that any appointment of teachers and head teachers will be undertaken by a new recruitment committee rather than the schools themselves, which puts this agenda on a high list and means that the Christians more than likely will um, not get the jobs. Right. Yeah, that's not surprising. And so Christians and other minorities, like the Muslims there and the Sikhs, um, you know, the first thing they want to do is challenge the new law. And so when you recruit the teaching staff, it's under uh, the direction of the state government. And so the state will do the recording, uh, the recruiting according to their guidelines and the their norms and what it does is open a door for non-christians 
being recruited for these posts in Christian schools. So in other words, if you have a Christian school in India and they pass these laws, they could have some pagan directing it, which could totally affect exactly what you do and what the kids are taught. I mean, talk about, and of course, you know, what does this remind us of? What's going on in America? Yep. You know, it, it, it's about control. It's about all it is, is control. And once they get control, they wind up like China and North Korea and Russia. Just to name a few. You have no freedom. Oh yeah, we got churches, but they don't teach the biblical Christ. They don't have any authority of Christ. In China, it's the authority of the Communist Party. And God is a lot bigger than the Communist Party. Amen. So, you need to pray for this uh, in India and the believers there. And, uh, see, and the reason this comes up, because the ministry, uh, which is Bibles for the World, is the one that brought this up, that, that did all this. They work with about 40 schools in Northeast India. So if they're providing the Bibles to these schools and all of a sudden everything changes, you're going to have a secularist in there and you could possibly tell them, no, you can't use the Bible. Well, you can't have a Christian school without the Bible. Don't be ridiculous. That's right. And so there are a lot of issues here. And it's... You know, I mean, I know what I would say. Go get screwed. Leave us alone. Sayonara, goodbye. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. But, you know, this is just the way the laws of men work. And this is just the way the laws of men are working in D.C. now. you got a radicalized agenda. you got people up there that are nuts that are running things. And they sound nuts when they, when they speak. You know? And so... You know what Kamala Harris, on another note, I'm done with this story, but it reminds me because it ties in. She was, uh, uh, you know, supposed to be talking about uh, the border and going to the border. Well, she made the news because she was telling people, uh, the ones who have the COVID vaccine in America, to go out and knock on doors. And if your neighbor does hasn't taken it, you're to bug them and be a pest to them until they do. <laughs> That's insane. Well, that's the same thing. As communism. Well, that Black Lives Socialism. Matter and Antifa yeah. already does. Yeah. They just don't pest. They destroy property. They beat people up. They have even killed people. And we already know from the fact of the cops that uh, quit their riot force over in Portland that 80% uh, of those who had been charged... Uh, during the riots, you know, during COVID up there, 
80% of them, the charges were dropped and they were released. Guess what? They're back out in the street doing the same thing. They no, are. And nobody does anything. The cops can't do nothing because you've got these idiots in charge up there that won't charge them. Just and, boggles the mind and, and the stupidity. And, and see, this is this is what I advocate. <clears throat> I think I think the people in Oregon need to get together. They need to go in there and arrest everybody that is doing things against the law. And the National Guard needs to come in there and clean up the city, put people in jail that, uh, and I'm talking politicians, I'm talking people that were duly elected, but they are, they are Marxists and want to overthrow the government. They're, you know, there's no way that you as a Marxist can get elected in America legally. You may think it's legal, but you're lying because you're supposed to be making an oath to support the Constitution of the United States and that of your state. But you violate the oath of office. You're lying when you say you agree with it, and then you go against it. We need to arrest these people. We need to throw their butts in jail. We yeah. need to put in people that will uphold the laws, and we need to remove people. All and that includes the White House. They're treasonous. They're treasonous, every one of them, and they think they're doing it according to law. That's, they're lying. They're they're lying on their oath. But see, that's why I'm not a politician either. <laughs> because if I was in Portland, well, I wouldn't be because it's liberal. And it was liberal a long time ago. Even when we were in Bible school, they were liberal. They were going to hell then. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of good people up there. Dear God in heaven, I can't believe how nuts people are today. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's insane. We've got another one out of India. This is from persecution.org. And, and I pick up on some of these because um, ICC does a lot of work in uh, India. And we we focused on in India for years. And uh, a pastor and his wife. And they were confronted by a couple of members. And you could call a, a sect of Swami. And they were with two other men. And they were attending Omega Church. And it began to be violent when they beat the pastor. And other radicals came in. And this is typical of what happens. This is typical of America, too. This is the same thing that BLM does and Antifa do when they go in to protest. Anybody that comes in front of them, especially Christians or conservatives, anybody that they can identify as their enemy, they will attack them, you know, three on one, ten on one, twenty on one, whatever they can get away with. Yeah. And and we cowards. And, they are. And, yeah, and we saw that. And so, guess what? 
you got a pastor and his wife, and you have a bunch of people now. They're beating him up because he's a pastor. They strip him of his shirt, continue to beat him. And uh, his pregnant wife then attempted to protect her husband, and she was stripped and beaten on the legs with a wooden stick. Now, that would have hurt. Yeah. And so the pastor later told uh, ICC that there was no visible injuries, but she was traumatized. Well, you sure would be. And the pastor says, I was terrified when the men started to strip my nine-month pregnant wife and beat her with sticks. Praise God, nothing serious happened. She's out of danger. Amen. Now, you see, in America, and in some states, you would have a legal right to pull a gun and shoot these yahoos where they stood because you're in fear for your life. And the way evil and wickedness and murders are happening in this country, it's going to be worse than the Old West because of the way things are going. People today respect nothing. It absolutely amazes me, Tower. Oh, I know. How ignorant, foolish, stupid people are today. But when you think that Paul said the mystery of iniquity and warned about it, we are in the midst of mystery of iniquity. Oh, we are. Now, the good part of this, the pastor filed a complaint against the attackers and a report. And both of those guys, I mean, both were the ones that did it, were arrested by the police and sent to jail. Now that is one of the rare cases. I can't remember the last one where Christians were assaulted and actually seemed to win <clears throat> by having the perpetrators arrested and sent to jail. That don't usually happen. So if you think you got it bad, well, another thing, if you're in America, be careful where you go. That's right. If you don't know the area, stay out of it. Yep, that's for sure. Now, see, especially if you're on the street. And I, I around here, you know, in our, in our state, the surrounding state, the Midwest, you don't usually have too much problem with that unless you're in the inner cities but if we have a whole pile of illegals coming in and others then you could have this nationwide in America some of the same stuff this is indeed the end of days very very perilous tower oh it is it's you just worry about the the children and well, you do, you know, because... And the other innocent people. The yeah, other innocents. That's right. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But I look to the Lord. I open the door to tomorrow with faith and not fear. Amen. And a lot of my articles, you need to read them. 
you need to go to danaglinsmith.com or warn-usa.com and read these articles. They're in-depth. They'll build your faith. They'll help you to understand things. And I got another one I'm getting ready to publish tomorrow. And, and I put these on a lot of different social sites. Follow us on the social sites. Listen to these shows. Give a good comment, a thumbs up. And help us to get the broadcasts around. So, don't forget to go by those websites. Because we only have so long to work. And then the, the night will come where no man can work, folks. And if we're going to wake up, you know, America is not going to wake up on its own. That just... I don't even think some of them will wake up after extreme situations happen in America. No, I don't think so either. And I think the culprit lies in a lot of these churches. Nevertheless, Tower's got another one out of Vietnam. No, that's the same one you did. Oh, no, it's not, is it? it? Yes, it is. Vietnam's assault? Yes. Yeah. Well, how about that? Well, you can pick up your other one down there. Yes, it's, it's about... The cost of bringing Muslims to Christ. And this happened in Kenya. And this um, Bishop Francis Oboe, he was a senior pastor of a Pentecostal revival church ministries. I cannot pronounce the first name of it. I'm sorry. And he, it's um, Pentecostal revival church ministries international in Adapco village and he was killed by a group of Muslim extremists dressed in Islamic attire as they stopped him and his wife on the way home from the market and his wife Christine Oboe told Morningstar News that one of the men told Bishop Oboe that he was an infidel who causes Muslims to leave Islam and blasphemes the word of Allah and that today Allah has judged you. And another assailant told her to leave. And he told her today it is is a day for your husband. And she said as she moved a few meters away in a hurry trying to save her life. She heard a noise and wailing from her husband. And realized that his life was in danger. And when she reached her home she was trembling and unable to speak. And her children took her to the hospital where she was treated. And early the next morning she regained consciousness and told her oldest son that his father was likely killed by radical Muslims. And that he and his siblings should go to the site. And when they reached there, they were shocked and fearful as they found a big number of Christians and relatives gathered around the dead body mourning their bishop after being murdered by Muslims. And the police investigation led to the arrest of an imam who had blood on his clothes and school's shoes. And they arrested him and another suspect. 
and police told family members that the imam confessed to killing Bishop Oboe with an officer telling them he openly confessed that he can't regret that he killed the bishop because he did it in the cause of Allah's word to kill all infidels who mislead Muslims. He added that Allah will be with him in jail, but the infidels deserved the killing. And the bishop leaves behind Christine, his widow, and 13 children, and he oversaw 17 churches across the region. And he had been actively sharing Christ with the Muslims locally and in surrounding areas, leading many of them to faith in Christ and discipling them. And some Muslims had earmarked him as someone who had been misleading their fellow Muslims and had been warned to stop converting Muslims to Christianity. And on June 4th, the couple had hosted a former Islamic teacher who testified at how he became a Christian in their church. It was a Friday afternoon fellowship and some Muslims bypassed the church and heard him speaking in Arabic and they uh, which made some of them look into the church to see what was going on and they were surprised to hear him praising Jesus as Lord and they went away and shared with their leaders and that's what led to the death of Bishop Oboe. I think it's tragic that they're so proud of their of being a murderer. Well you know the fact of it is is that when he stands you know, in the spirit, you know, after he gets rid of this body, he's going to be disappointed where he winds up. That's right. Because he'll be headed for a devil's hell and a devil's judgment. But, see, that is the cost in many of the places around the world, and it's the cost in America, too. Only we have not, you know, most of our lives... We've known freedom of religion in the truest sense. Boy, that's... Amen. But see, in the end of days, it's going to hit every nation on earth. Every nation. And so, you know, the guy is with the Lord. He left to get left behind him 13 children, and they'll make it. And it was a big church, you know, pretty good church. And, you know, look at the impact this guy made. I know, it's amazing. So. It's sad that he had to leave his work. Oh, I know, it is sad. And, and, you know, that's the way we are as humans. Well, Lord, we can't go yet, but we have a lot of work to do yet. But, you know, we, we cover a lot of deaths on this. We cover a lot of issues. And there's one issue for sure. You never know the day or the hour. It's heartbreaking. You know, these people go to the store in a nearby town or go shopping somewhere. And on the way back, most of them walk and they get accosted. It just breaks my heart. Yes, it does. Well, in Nigeria, this happens all the time. Yes, back to Nigeria. 
Yeah, persecution.org. 70 students and four teachers were abducted. Now, this is a federal government college in Nigeria. A hundred gunmen attacked the school. They had been hanging around for some time. Yet, the principal didn't do anything about it. You know, the bottom line of it is, is that the bandits had been surrounding the school for over a week, and yet nobody did anything. And they estimate a thousand students have been kidnapped from institutions across Nigeria. Of course, and Boko Haram is the worst. And Boko Haram is the one that believes that Western education like that is totally out and unfit at all. Yeah. You know, it's forbidden. And so we go clear back with Leah Sherbu and the Chaibok girls. She's, she's, uh, has two kids now by her captors. She continues to stay there, so only God knows what's going on there. And of course, she's going to nurse and raise the kids, and guess what? Those kids are going to become jihadists. I hope not. Well, unless she teaches them. See, this is the thing. So, it, it's that's one of the things, you know. I mean, if you can't trust a federal government college, who can you trust? That's right. It said that they attacked and killed a police officer and injured two students, but there was, I mean, is that all they had there was one police officer? Yeah, to protect all those students. And you have a hundred gunmen? They, they had been surrounding the school for over a week and you did nothing? Just absolutely unconscionable how these people, you know, and of course the kids are gone. And I don't know, in Nigeria, when kids get disappeared, you know, the only thing that can get them out, and that is paying a large ransom. And that's how come you get your kids back, but Boko Ram ends up with a, a whole pile of money to continue doing what they're doing. Yep, they fund their terrorism that way. That's right. Go out and get another group of kids, they pay. Go out and get another group of kids, they pay. God. You know, some of this stuff, and you see patterns here, you think, my dear God in heaven, doesn't someone have any answer? And, and of course, you hear nothing out of the UN. You really don't hear much out of Africa. Now, Nigeria's come before the forefront because it's so bad. And uh, the ACLJ and even Pompe uh, Pompeo has been one of them that has been talking about it. Nigeria. And we've talked about Nigeria. It's terrible over there right now. And we do have a win. This comes from CBN. A Supreme Court rules 9-0 for Catholic social services. They can't be forced to violate their faith. Good. Thank because God. Because the city uh, went against them. 
they rejected the Catholic social services because the group said it wouldn't violate its religious beliefs about sexuality. Uh, so it became Fulton versus the city of Philadelphia. The refusal of Philadelphia to contract with uh, Catholic social services for the provision of foster care services unless the CSS agrees to certify same-sex couples as foster parents and it violates the free exercise clause of the First Amendment but the Supreme Court turned that down and John Roberts wrote the refusal of Philadelphia to contract with CSS for the provision of foster care services unless it agrees to certify same-sex couples as foster parents cannot survive strict scrutiny and violates the First Amendment. So good for that. I mean, yeah. there, there's a win. You don't get many wins. But that's a win. Yes, it is. Thank God. So remember, in America and around the world, we're in the middle of chaos. But there's also truth. There's hope. And the Lord is on the throne. No matter what happens, the Lord is in charge. That's the bottom line. Amen. So with that, um, we've got a few other moments. And we can sum it up, but we can also say good goodbye. So Don't forget to check out our shows tomorrow and the next day. Thursday and Friday we got some shows coming up and we got a lot of places where you can listen to those yeah so that's good oh, well thank you for joining us everybody whenever you do we're glad that you can be here with us and, and we ask that you pray for our brothers and sisters remember them they need your prayers and we pray for you and we love you. We always hope the best for you and to be kept from the evil and the perversions of this world. Protect your children. So good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Also, check out our bookshop and merchandise shop on danaglinsmith.com forward slash shop check it out be sure to uh, check out the radios uh, the shows the episodes, the articles and tell your friends we'll see you online we'll see you again on the radio shalom everybody have a good night Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.